and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast in which we talk about every episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about the season two finale, season two, episode 21 and 22, Tears Are Not Enough. And will you read us the episode summary, Kelsey? I sure will. So according to the Degrassi, according to the Degrassi wiki, it's exam time and everyone's stressed, especially Craig. In a surprise visit from his father, Craig learns that his dad is very eager to have him back in his life. He even wants Craig to move back home and live with him again. Craig's concerned that Albert may abuse him again, but Albert insists he's changed. Plagued by worries about his science exam and flustered by chaos at his guardian Joey's house, Craig decides to go to his dad for help. Old patterns resurface when Craig is late for dinner with his father. After bitterly telling Craig that he isn't living up to his potential, Albert hits him. Later, Craig breaks down and confesses to Joey. The next morning, a police officer comes to the door. Craig thinks he's come to take him to his father's, but instead there's horrible news. Craig's father is dead. So yeah, a lot of information <laughs> packed into part one of the summary on the Degrassi wiki. And um, a good reminder that Craig's dad has a name besides asshole. So cool. It's Albert. Whatever. I don't know. Lots of short sentences, but, you know, it described everything that happens. And, of course, left out B-plots. Yeah, but the B-plot in this one is, like, barely important. That is true. Um, So, I mean, oh, uh, Holland, can you tell us a little bit about the episode title? Oh boy, can I? <laughs> so the title of the episode is called Tears Are Not Enough, and it is a one of those like celebrity uh, songs where a bunch of people come together to raise awareness and money for things. It's kind of like We Are the World-esque, except this one was a 1985 one recorded by a bunch of Canadian recording artists, and it was to raise awareness or I think famine in Ethiopia, I believe. I could totally be wrong. Holland is doing some stealthy Googling. I, yeah, I, it's not a good song. Like, it's like really, really, really bad. Like, offensively bad. Like, I would be surprised if it did any good at all. That's how terrible this song is. Yes, it's, yeah, it was to raise awareness and funds, or funds for relief for famine in Ethiopia. Brian Adams is like the most prominent performer on the song. I think he helped write it too. And like and then maybe like and then Joni Mitchell and Neil Young were probably the other two like ones you would recognize on the song, but everyone else I don't really know who they are. Canadian people. Oh, Canada. Um I mean so let's just dive right in, I guess. Uh, so we start off, uh, Craig and Ashley and Sean are all leaving the school, and all of a sudden you hear someone shouting Craig's name, and it's Craig's dad, dun-dun-dun, um, and Sean immediately spits on the ground, which was amazing, and Ashley is weird and clearly can't read, like, vibes, because she's like, hi, I'm Ashley, and I'm like, this is the perkiest you've been in a year, and it's to talk to this guy? Yeah, Ashley clearly has no idea what the history is. 
Um, and we see that that is evident later on in the episode as well. But yeah, can't read a rune. Also, like, doesn't wonder why Sean is spitting at at Craig's dad either. I mean, that should probably be an indication that he's not a cool dude. But yeah, Craig's dad comes like rolls up in his car, and Craig is very surprised by this. And his dad's like, "Hey, Craiger, nice to see you again. Like, what's going on?" And they, he's like, "Oh, exam still giving you our time. You should come by and study." And it's like all very weird. And then the credits roll. Yeah, it, it's just really uncomfortable. And maybe Ashley like didn't pick up on the Sean spitting thing because Sean is a bad boy. Um, so, yes, after the credits, we are at Joey's house and Angie is being a big fucking brat and I can't handle it. She's like, she like spills her juice, like she's whining and then she spills her juice and immediately starts to cry. And Joey just fucking babies her and I just, ugh, it's really obnoxious. Yeah, it's really annoying. And the actress, the child actress who plays Angie, aka Cassie Seal's little sister, is awful at fake crying, and it's like it's makes it even more annoying. But so she spills the juice, and Craig is like, "Oh my God, Joey! Like, what's happening?" And he's and Joey's just like, "Help pick this up! Like, if you were around more and you help were able to help around the house, like." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Joey, why are you getting angry at Craig? After Angela is the one who spilled the goddamn juice, Craig has school, and he's not your slave. Yeah, and see, the flaw in, like, Craig and Joey's relationship is that I feel like Joey sees him more as, like, a peer than a child. It's very, like, serious Black and Harry Potter, you know? Like, so it's like he's more like, why aren't you helping me and doing all these things instead of, like, hey, are you doing okay? I know it's exam time. Like, he he's more, like, cool uncle and less, like, father figure sometimes. Like, he's there. He's great for him but like in like aspects like this it's like this is not the best situation yeah he hasn't really realized how responsible for Craig I guess he is um it's still new they're still working through it but it's definitely a work in progress but after this Craig goes to school it's exams time I think there's a scene in science class and Spinner is being gross about Mrs. H. He's like, I'm sure I'm going to miss her over like summer break or something gross like that. I hate Spinner. I just, ugh, whatever, fine. Um, so yeah, Spinner is disgusting. And Craig snaps at him and he's like, I'm trying to do my work, blah, blah, blah. Like you can tell that Craig is like super stressed out about science in particular. And then he's talking to Ashley and he's like, do you really think people can change? And she's like, you and your dad have a weird relationship, huh? And we're like, oh my God, Ashley, you're the dumbest person alive. And she's like, I think people can change. And I'm like, you are not like Craig's dad. Cause she's clearly like, she's Ashley. So she only thinks of herself. And she's clearly thinking of herself. Like when she like made all of her recent changes, it's like, this is very different. Don't put your nose where it does not belong. Stay in your goddamn lane. Yeah. It's not great. Definitely not great. And she's basically just, like, pushing him to, like, reach out to his dad. And she's like, people can change. And you're like, oh, you oh, you don't know what's happening. Um, but after this scene, we're with the grade eights. And Liberty's being, like, a little asshole about how good she is at taking exams. 
at least that's how I remember perceiving the scene. And then I think JT, then JT approaches her outside after class and she's like, I already know what you want. You want me to help tutor you. Just say it. And you're like, oh my God, you're so annoying. And JT's like, yes, please, will you tutor me? And then Liberty's like, only on one condition. You go to the dance with me. Which, like, is kind of diabolical. Um, But also, I just, I feel like if the genders were reversed, this would be very uncomfortable and gross. And, like, it's already kind of uncomfortable and gross. So I feel like just being like, lol, Liberty is kind of, like, double standardy. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, and it was also just kind of sad because you're like, Liberty, this is not the way you want to get a date to a dance. This is, this is too sad even for you, but whatever, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not my favorite B-plot, but it's not the worst one we've ever had. Um, And then Craig clearly has decided that he is going to give his dad a chance, so he goes to the hospital and, like, one of the nurses or doctors or whatever, it was not super clear. Um, she's like, Craig, we've missed you while you were at boarding school. And it's like, okay, boarding school, right, I'm sure. Um, and he's like, boarding school? And they were like, yeah, you know, because you've been away for so long. Because his dad is not going to be like, my son left because I beat him. Um, so he's like, yeah, boarding school. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> but Craig kind of goes along with it, doesn't want to make any waves. And then he goes and then he goes over to his dad's house and they're studying and he's doing well and he's getting it and it's fine. And his dad is like, I'm in anger management now. Like, I'm doing a lot better. And it seems like things are going okay. Like, in from Craig's perspective, he's like, oh, wow, this is really nice. It's nice to, like, get out of the house and study where there isn't a child spilling juice everywhere. And it's like it's very it's definitely very manipulative for us as viewers because like I felt myself like empathizing and I'm like, ew, I know that this person is terrible and I don't want to empathize with him. Um, you know, and it's yeah, it, it was just like uncomfortable. But yeah, he's like, I'm doing much better. It's like how much better really? Like there's no just like overnight you're better. It's like, mm. Yeah. And also Craig continues to have he has he clearly doesn't fully believe it yet because he has like a PTSD like flashback when he like doesn't put his glass on a coaster and his dad is like, hey, why did you put that on a coaster? And he like flashes back and thinks like his dad is going to hit him with the belt. And then he's like, just it's just put it on a coaster, like, please. And it's like kind of frightening. It It's always a little frightening with Craig's dad. It's like. You know, even, like, just as, like, a person watching it, like, you feel like you're on your toes because he's, like, such an unstable person. But, yeah, no, he's really, like, showing Craig that he's, like, a stable father figure now, which is, like, oh, okay, that's how that works. Um, And then he, uh, Craig goes back to Joey's house, and he's in late, and Angela's sick. She has the chicken pox, and Joey's, like, yelling at him, and it's, like, just that that same situation of like Joey sees him so much as like a peer instead of a child that he like treats him like another adult. And he's like, you're late. What are you doing? Angela's sick. I need help cleaning this house, blah, blah, blah. And Craig is like, I had to study for exams. Like, cause that's the thing. He's studying for exams. He's not like out partying. Like 
it's finals for them right now. So it's like Joey should be fucking respectful of that. This is the least I've ever liked Joey. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. And then the next day, JT is talking to Toby and is like, uh, I want to ask Paige to the dance. Like, I don't want to go with Liberty. And you're like, JT, even if you weren't already going with Liberty, Paige is never going to say yes to you. And you need to stop, like, harping on this crush on Paige. Like, calm the fuck down. Yeah, no. I mean, JT just has these, like, delusions of grandeur where he's, like, getting to, like, get together with Paige. Which we all know is never going to happen because JT is gross. And Liberty is sad. And it's a bummer. Um, So, yeah. So, JT is, like, asking out Paige. And he's, like... I have something to ask you and Liberty comes over and she's like, Hey date. And he's like, Ugh. um, and, and Paige is like, so what were you going to ask me? And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> um, and then he's basically like, will you help Liberty find an outfit for this dance? And she's like, Oh yeah, totally. I thought that you were going to ask me, LOL. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, Oh yeah, that would be so hilarious ha 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 like crushed but good that he like saved that I don't know JT's kind of gross in this episode well in most episodes but whatever um but then after school like Craig has finished his science exam and he like rocked it and he thinks he did really well and he's hanging out with Ashley who's wearing her like feathery raveny Liza Minnelli jacket again we should probably do fashion report soon yeah and um he's like feeling great and he's like hey we should go to the dance together and Ashley's like yeah we should and I was like oh that's such like a cool guy Craig way to ask someone to the dance (laughs) because he's cool guy Craig he's not gonna be like um um excuse me he's not gonna pull a JT or a Jimmy he is so like just real chill He's just going to be like, hey, we should do this. And she'll be like, okay. <laughs> I know, because I have often thought about going to my non-existent school dance with Craig uh, in, like, middle school. And be like, yes, please. Um, so, <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely ready to do fashion report. Um, yeah, Ash is wearing the raven coat, and she looks like Noel Fielding. Um, I love Paige's <laughs> purple shirt and purple eyeshadow combo situation um albert aka craig's shitty dad is still wearing those scary glasses that make me think of like serial killers i also love how Paige like hangs her sunglasses on her necklace i'm pretty sure that happens at one point her like blue faded sunglasses that are very 2002 ashley has consistently good hair in this episode she's like really nailing the pixie cut And Craig, of course, rocking the leather jacket, as always, which I am always a supporter of. Um, We can also get into Fashion Police for, like, the next next half, like, at the dance, where Ashley's goth Hawaiian look is pretty on point and very on brand for her. It is. It's pretty great. Honestly, it is a thing that I would wear to a Hawaiian dance. Um, but yeah, no, she she is nothing if not like really sticking to her brand. Um, Terry looks cute at the dance. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot. 
Jimmy has a parrot like stapled to his shoulder <laughs> and Spinner is wearing a sarong. I think that's about it. I don't I didn't really take a lot of fashion notes this episode. <laughs> All right, let's close it out. Uh book um I don't know. I don't think we've decided on how to close fashion police yet. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So after Craig asks Ashley out in his cool guy way, his dad pulls up again and is like, hey, how's it go? Oh, my God. Great. We should celebrate. Like, let's get dinner tonight. And Craig's like, oh, no, I'm babysitting tonight um, until 8. And his dad's like, well, let's get dinner at 830. I'll make a reservation. It'll be great. But the most important part of this scene is Craig's dad's entire interaction with Ashley, wherein he calls her Allison, she corrects him, and he goes, okay. And she turns around and he just mouths the word yikes. (laughs) And it's amazing. Yeah, he's clearly not a fan of Ashley slash Allison. Um, But yeah, then he drives away, and then Craig is babysitting, Angie's annoying as always, and... And I love how Craig's babysitting tactic to, like, distract Angie is like, count how many spots you have, because she has the chicken pox. But he's stressing out because Joey's late. He's, like, trying to close a deal. And Craig is like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late for my dinner. Which, you know, his dad is a rich doctor who definitely has a cell phone. Like, I get that it's 2003, but I think even I had a cell phone in 2000. I definitely had a cell phone in 2003. I think 2003 was when I got my first cell phone. And, like, it was, like, for emergencies, but, like, I had one. So, like, Craig's dad, the wealthy doctor, definitely has a cell phone that Craig can call from Joey's landline and be like, sorry, Joey's doing this thing. I'm running late. Like, I feel like this could have been avoided. I'm glad that it wasn't because then... Craig maybe would have moved back in with his dad, but I don't know. I just, I feel like he could have avoided the late thing. Yeah. And like Terry has a cell phone right now. Like his dad totally has a cell phone. I think Craig is just like panicking and not thinking about it. Um, but whatever. Um, so Craig shows up a little bit late. He like runs in. His dad's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Guess what? I have a surprise for you. And like whips out plane tickets to London. He's like, and Craig is like, oh, my God, what what are you doing? Like, this is awesome. And his dad's like, yeah, I figured we'd start there and then we could hop around, take the channel to Paris, like, blah, blah, blah. And he like, and he's like, this is just a way for us to get back and then you can move back in. And Craig's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Pause. What are you talking about? And that's when his dad, like, reveals that basically this whole time he's just been trying to get Craig to move back into, in with him. He's like, you know... It's been, you know, it's been fine year, but I've been like, I've worked, I think it's like only been six months, six months, a year, something like that. He's like, but you know, I've been working on it. Like I'm better now, which no, you're not. Uh, he's like, I'm better now. And he's like, and even you said like being at Joey's is not the ideal situation for you. And which is like, that's not really what he meant. And he's just venting. But we know that Craig knows that Craig's dad knows that Craig's dad is just being a manipulative douchebag. Yeah, and then Craig is like, I don't think this is a good idea. And then his dad gets pissed off and, like, storms out of the restaurant. And then Craig follows him, and then they start fighting. And then his dad is like, oh, you think you're so great over at, like, fucking Joey's and with your goth girlfriend or freak goth. He says something mean about Ashley, and Craig's like, don't talk to her. Don't talk about her like that, which is kind of sweet. And then... 
Craig like kind of pushes his dad and then his dad like backhands him and he like falls to the ground. Yeah, it's it's rough. And then he's and then his dad is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'll, and then Craig cuts him off. He's like, you'll never do it again. He's like, this is what you always fucking say. And his dad is basically like, because you always screw up. And I'm like, wow, fuck you, guy. Like, that's so shitty. Yeah, like, way to blame your child for the fact that you just hit him. Like, you're not the, you're not in the wrong. It's his fault that you, like, abused him. It's so stupid. And he says that, and then he, like, drives away. And it's the last that we see of him. And then Craig goes home to Joey. And he's, like, first, and he has, like, a cut on his eye from his dad. And he's, like, trying to hide it at first. And Joey's, like, hey, you're home early. Like, what's, wait, what's going on? And then Craig turns around. And he's like bleeding and Joey's like, oh my God, what happened? He's like, I got in a fight with who? My dad. And Joey's like, what? You saw your dad? Why didn't you tell me? And Craig's like, because I knew you'd tell me not to. Which like, yeah, for good reason, dummy. But you know what? It's fine. It's it's hard to say no to your parents. Um, So yeah. So he's like, so Joey's like, I'm going to call the cops, blah, blah, blah. And Craig is like, no, don't. And he's like, no, no, but I'm gonna. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I, I want to go to like Child Protective Services tomorrow. And Joey's like, okay, if you're sure that's what you want to do, we will do that. Because Joey is a good fake dad when he's not like overwhelmed. Yeah. And so then the next morning, uh, Craig is like eating breakfast or something and Joey's like, all right, you ready to do this? And Craig's like, yeah, let's go. And then before they can do anything, there's a knock at the door. Joey answers. It's the police. Craig is like, wait, what is going on? And after Joey's done talking to them, he's like, Craig, I need to talk to you. And Craig's like, oh, my God, did my dad send them to come pick me up? And then Joey is like, please sit down. Your dad was in a car accident last night. And Craig's like, oh, no, he's in the hospital. And his, And then Joey's like, no, he didn't make it. And Craig's like, what did that mean? And it's like, oh, he did. <laughs> Holland just summed it up by going, he did. <laughs> um, and I like, I totally, I totally misremembered this episode because I watched it when it first aired and it was like a thousand years ago. Um, but yeah, I totally misremembered it. I forgot he had a car accident. For some reason, I thought it was like a fluke heart attack. Um, because he's like such a high anxiety human. I don't know. Um, but either way, this guy's dead. So, all right. Yeah. And that's like where part one ends. And then Kelsey, would you like to read the Degrassi wiki summary for part two? Sure. Um, it is. Although his father is gone, Craig wants to get on with his life as normal. He doesn't know how to respond when his friends at school keep asking how he is because, in fact, he's not feeling much of anything. The eulogy at his father's funeral is too much. Hearing what a devoted, in quotes, father he was, Craig bursts into hysterics. Outside, he admits jo- to Joey what the problem is. The only thing he's feeling is relief. So, I mean, I, th- I feel like they could have used a different word than hysterics because it could be laughing or crying. Yeah, they didn't really make that clear. And it was laughing, not crying hysterics at the funeral. Um, but we'll get to that. But I think, like, an apt summary of part two. Again, 
leaving out the entire like dance part and that B plot and just like the end of the episode, which I guess is like kind of not. It's showing some more restraint on the wiki's part because it doesn't summarize the entire episode. Okay, so we're back at school, and it starts off with um, a school announcement about the, like, big tropical dance, and it's being announced by Liberty and Sully, who we will meet later, but I just wanted to point out that Sully has terrible skin, and I don't normally make a point to pick on children, but he's an asshole, so it's fine. Yeah, Sully's awful. And so after the morning announcements... Uh, Mr. Simpson makes his own announcement to the homeroom and, like, tells everyone, like, over the weekend, Craig's father passed away in a car accident, and he won't be joining us for the rest of term, which was kind of weird that he made that announcement. I know you had some thoughts on that. Yeah, I just, I don't know why, I don't know, like... I know that in middle school, a like, friend's parent died and they did make announcements in homeroom, but we were also a bit younger then, and I feel like, like, I feel like in high school they wouldn't necessarily do that. Like, I don't, I don't think that was ever a thing in our high school, like, announcements like that weren't made. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't think that happened in my school either, but, I mean, maybe, like, there's such a tight knit class that it made sense for them. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't really matter because right after he makes that announcement, Craig like strolls into class like nothing has happened, and everyone's like, "Oh, what? Why? Why is why is he here?" And he's just real casual about it. Um, and so they are all kind of like scratching their heads and looking at each other. And Paige, like, makes a gesture to the eye and, like, shrugs at Hazel. Um, and Mr. Simpson is just like, Craig, didn't think you'd be back. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm here. What's up? Why? And they're like, no reason, <laughs> I guess. Um, and so the next scene, they are in the gym decorating for the big dance. And Ashley, wa- and Ashley is talking to Terry And she's like, I just don't know what to say to him. And Terry yet again reminds Ashley that her mother also died. Because why does Terry have to keep reminding people? Especially Ashley, who's supposed to be her best friend. She's like, remember how my mom died too? (laughs) So she's like, there's nothing you can do. Like, he's going to feel shitty no matter what. Yeah. The only explanation I can give for the fact that Terry's like, I mean... I would know. My mom died. Remember? Is that, like, maybe... Like, still at this point, people were still, like, hopping into Degrassi, like, not at the beginning. So, like, it was a little, like, oh, if you're watching this for the first time, by the way, Terry's mom is dead. Hello. Thanks. Bye. Um, But, yeah. But Ashley's like, I don't care. I'm going to try to make him feel better anyway. And, like, walks across the gym and goes up to Craig and is like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Can't wait for the day. And she's like, oh, you still want to go to that? Are you okay to do that? And he's like, yeah, of course. Why not? And she's like, all right, weirdo. And, like, you can see, like, in her face that she's already starting to, like, catch on to this, like, something's not right here, like, situation. Because nothing is right there because his dad, who he has a very complicated relationship with, uh, just died in an accident that... 
he was like I guess you could say he was like minorly involved in because he did like rile him up before he drove and stuff. So like I feel like Craig believing that in some way this is his fault would also really like add on to like all the weird fucked up inside things that are making him just like kind of numb instead. Yeah, for sure. But I, I weirdly that doesn't really does that come up in the episode? I don't think it does. Um, but he does feel guilty, but for like a different reason. Um, but yeah, he's like totally ignoring his grief right now. He's just like pretending it doesn't exist. And meanwhile, Paige is on a mission to be elected like queen of the dance or whatever the title is. And, um, she's talking to Hazel about this and Hazel's like, um, you're only in grade nine, like a, an upperclassman's going to win that. And Paige is like, not if I get all the seven, eights, and nines to vote for me. Which this is like the first time we ever hear of upperclassmen that aren't like Heather Sinclair. Um, but I would just also like to say that for this interaction, first Paige says like something like, Hazel, guess what? And Hazel goes, you're getting a pimple. And it made me laugh because I was like, oh, Hazel, sometimes you just bring it right there to the table and I'm on board for it. But yeah, so Paige is scheming for popularity points and it might work for her. But yeah, I'm like, finally, somebody fucking mentions that they're freshmen. Like they are bottom of the totem pole. But okay, Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, like. This is a dance that goes up to grade 11, so the seniors aren't there, but still, like, they we, we have, like, addressed that they exist. Um, so Paige is on a mission to do that, and then later, Hazel's in... Oh, and then in the hallway, Jimmy and Spinner get into, like, some kind of kerfluffle, and it gets weird and then spinner uses like oh yeah well i'm gonna be voted king or like something do you remember what he says not even a little bit oh oh wait yes yes okay all right wait i just remembered okay i found my note um so (laughs) jimmy is like giving him shit and spinner's like oh yeah well you won't be laughing when i'm luau king which is amazing. I'm going to start using that. Like, because it's, it's great. That is a fucking wonderful comeback. Holland, you won't be laughing when I'm blue out, okay? Okay? I'll show you. I'll show all of you when I'm blue out, king. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. And I think Jimmy, like does his like oh buh, 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 like make fun of spinner voice too <laughs> which is favorite. also always great to witness and um so that happens and then because of this Jimmy goes over to Hazel and is like Hazel what's up what's happening and she's like what do you want and he's like you need to step out of this page's shadow and we should sign up to be Lua King and Queen. Like, let's do it. And she gets like talked into it. Because Jimmy is manipulative as hell. But whatever, it's fine. He's just trying to get what he wants. Um, And I think it's maybe a scene before this, but Craig does a weird dark thing. Um... <laughs> Where basically he's talk, he like walks into the classroom and who is it like Jimmy and Marco are talking? 
Um, so Jimmy and Marco were talking about like Craig's dad and Jimmy's like, I don't know what I'd do in his situation. And like later on, we learned that Jimmy also has a complicated relationship with his dad, but in a very different way. Um, but yeah, he's like, I don't even know what I'd do. I'd be so like messed up. And Marco was like, yeah, I have no idea how he's here, but I guess like people grieve in different ways. Um, which Craig really brings to light because he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just, he was talking to me, he's like, you know, I'm just, I'm just lucky to be alive. And they were like, I thought that you weren't in the car with him. And he's like, oh, no, we were, we were, like, driving, and we were speeding, and we were fighting, and my dad wasn't paying attention, and I saw the big truck, and he didn't, and, and then, you know, whoa, oh, man. And then they're like, oh, my God. And then he starts laughing because he's dark as hell. And he's like, guys, I'm just kidding. And they're like, what the fuck? fuck is happening which is also what i wrote down but also i wrote omg craig so dark i love you yeah they're like what the hell he's like oh my god your faces i can't believe you believe me i was at joey's and you're like oh craig what is i feel so bad for you you don't know how to handle this um so then Paige finds out that Hazel and Jimmy are signing up to be Lua King Queen, and then it becomes a whole competition. Like, Paige is, like, so determined, so she, like, like drags Spinner to a tanning salon because she thinks that's what's going to, like, up her votes if they're, like, tan and beachy for the luau dance. And Spinner gets scared because he's claustrophobic. He, he, like, gets into the tanning bed, and he starts freaking out. He starts screaming and, like, cannot handle it. Which is hilarious. Um, I used to go tanning. Fun fact about me. Um, for like proms and things. Because I grew up in New Jersey and that's what you do. Um, you go tanning. So you are tan at prom. Um, and can I just say that it is actually like. I don't recommend it. But I've done a lot of things that are eventually going to give me cancer. Um, but tanning is like delightful. It is like being shot up with vitamin D. It is like just. It's like being on a beach for like two hours, but like in like five to ten minutes. So Spinner being like, oh my God. I was like, you know what? I think I was the same way the first time I did it. I was like really panicked about like being so like tight in there. But it is very relaxing once you're in the bed. So I don't know, man. He's missing out. Weren't they like outlawed like tanning beds? Or am I making, maybe that's like a state by state thing. Um, but I feel like you're only allowed to get, like, spray tan now. Like, wasn't Snooki really mad about it a couple years ago? I genuinely have no idea. I feel like they maybe should be. <laughs> um, but I don't know if they were, because I feel like a lot of people I know, like, I don't think people I know still go tanning, but I think that, I don't know, maybe. Because now everyone I know does spray tans, but that's because I think that it's just become very, like, gauche to go tanning, and people know that it's, like, yeah, really, really bad for you. Like, it's kind of guaranteed skin cancer. Um, so I don't know. I feel like most people I know just do spray tanning now. But I don't know if it was actually outlawed. But that sounds like it should be a thing. Maybe it is state by state. Maybe it was, like, heavily taxed. I don't know. I'm misremembering back when I used to watch Jersey Shore. Kind of ironically, kind of not ironically. And I remember there was an episode where Snooki was like, Thanks, Obama, about some kind of tanning issue. I digress. This is 
let's let's move on. Um, so Spinner freaks out and he's like, Paige, I can't do it. I'm scared. I want to go home. And she's like, oh, my God, sit here. I'm going to tan my way and you can tan your way. And she like hands him a bottle of self-tanner. It's just so funny. It's like, all right, Paige, we get it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and uh, before this, she and Spinner and uh, Jimmy and Hazel all go, like, storming into the, like, media immersion lab to, like, yell at Toby and Kendra for no reason. To be like, we're all running at the same time. What the fuck? You're splitting our votes. Oh, no, that was it. Okay, so they yelled at, they yelled at Jimmy and... Hazel to be like you're splitting our votes which fair um but also what's the fucking plan all along um but then Kendra is like I can't even imagine like giving a shit about this at all and Toby goes I love you for that and it's like whoa Toby slow down (laughs) like Kendra gives him this look like what the fuck but I mean to be fair that's also why I love Kendra yeah he's like and that's why i love you and she's like what he's like i mean like like i really like you oh my god and you're like oh my god i don't care about this but and barf toby but like kendra is awesome so there's so many conflicting feelings with this um but then we get to the funeral and uh craig's dad's like work colleague delivers the eulogy because i guess this is the closest guy that was to him and he like starts talking about how he was like a great doctor a great friend and a great dad and craig's like 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 audibly and then his and then the dad's friend is like but if you would have asked Albert what he valued most, it would be his son, Craig. And he like goes on and on about how much he loved his son and how great of a dad he was. And Craig just starts cracking up in the middle of the church. Which like fair. And I mean, I get that this guy thinks that he knows his friend. But like since when does he have the right to talk about the relationship? Like if like I don't think that Craig was going to do a eulogy. Like clearly he and his son were not actually good enough for Craig to so much as want to like speak at this man's funeral like so why would you think that they have such a great relationship according to you he was shipped off to boarding school so like I why like talk about something that you can actually talk about don't talk about things that are like just what you heard from this guy who like you can't really trust that I just don't understand yeah, it's all weird. But then Joey's like, um, let's go outside. Or I think Caitlin is even like, maybe we should take Craig outside. Because Caitlin's here uh, for just randomly this one scene. And Craig goes outside with Joey. And he's like, Joey's like, okay, calm down. And Craig's like, oh, my God, can you believe that? La, la, la. I can't believe that they're saying that. And you know what? I'm happy he's dead. And it's like, oh, okay. But it's like also we understand because his dad was a dick and he used to hit him and he almost killed him and he like feared for his life all the time. Like I do not blame him for being like I'm relieved he's dead. And you know what, Craig? I applaud you. Good for you. Good for you for being able to admit it. And so then the next day at school – Ashley's talking to Ellie at their lockers and she's like, oh my God. And he just started laughing and it was really disturbing. Like I didn't know what was happening. And Ellie's like, funerals are weird. Like 
people are weird when people die. Like, grieving is a weird thing. Like, Ellie gets it. Because she's the best. She, I think she's like, she's like, yeah, funerals are stressful. And it's like, yeah, they are. She, I mean, Ellie gets it. It's like, she's like one of the only people in this episode who's like, everyone grieves differently. Like, let that happen. Everyone else is just like, Craig's being weird. Yeah. But she gets it. And then Craig, like, strolls along. He's like, Ashley, guess what? I entered us to be Luau King and Queen. It's awesome. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, clearly not pleased with this, but it's going to go along with it because Craig is going through things. And he, like, walks away. He's like, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, no, that's basically it. Um, So, yeah, he kind of, like, runs off into the night. Um, so yeah, they're gonna, and like, and we already know what's gonna happen. They're gonna get the pity vote, like, obviously. Um, so yeah, I mean, they are, they fuck. And then it's dance time, and, like, Jimmy and Hazel are stalking the voting table, and are like, vote for us, vote for us, and Jimmy has that dumb parrot on his shoulder, and then Paige and Spinner walk up, and Paige is, like, totally sunburned from the tanning bed, and Spinner's super orange from the self-tanner, and they just get laughed at by Jimmy and Hazel, and it's a whole thing. And then we're in the dance, and we see Ashley decked out in, like, goth luau look, and Craig gets there, and he's very impressed by her look, and everyone's, like, experiencing the dance, and then, like, very soon into the dance... Um, they're like, all right, time to allow, announce Luau King and Queen. Yeah, I feel like that's, I mean, none of the dances I went to ever had, like, a prom king or queen and, or, and, like, we never had, I don't know if we had homecoming. I don't think we did. I never went. Um, but, like, I went to proms and there was never, like, a king and queen situation. Um, I feel like that's just a TV thing. Is it just a TV thing? No, my dances totally had that. But they waited till the end or like toward the end of the dances to announce them. So it's like all the nominees would have like fun for most of the night before they found out that they lost. Except for homecoming. Our homecoming king and queen was announced at like the football game the night before the dance. Um, and then like at the dance, you knew who the king and queen, queen were. But at prom, it was like at the end. But nobody really cared about prom king and queen at my school. It was more about homecoming king and queen because I guess it was announced before. I don't know. I didn't really care about either one because no one I knew was ever like elected and I sure as hell was not. All right. So not a TV myth. I just went to a weird high school. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're at the dance. They announce it way too early. Also, I just want to say Jimmy calls Paige Red and I thought it was really funny. I'm like, that's a good nickname for Paige. That was funny. Um and yeah, and I'm super here for Ashley's black lay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the dance just started and he's like right away like, Luau king and queen, here's your pity vote, Degrassi. And and like Craig and Ashley win, obviously. And Ashley, not Ashley, sorry. <laughs> and Craig thinks he sees his dad um, when it's actually just like some random teacher. But he thinks he sees his dad. So he's like, dad? 
that? And he's like coming down off of the stage slowly and like clearly losing it. And I just am like, why is no one noticing Craig spiraling? Like people have not stopped staring at him since his dad died. And in this moment where he's like clearly losing his shit, nobody's paying attention. Yeah, that was really weird. And when he like, he's like, look, look, I won, I won. And like turned like the dude around and the dude's like, okay. And then Craig is like, oh my God. And like runs away. And he runs out into the hallway and he starts like ripping shit off the walls and he's really angry. And Ashley comes over and is trying to like console him. And he's like, like, stop talking to me. Like, I know you're eating this up right now. Like, Miss Doom and Gloom, like, go away. I want to be alone. And she's like, ouch. And we're like, yeah, but you kind of are. <laughs> um, and... And, like, Craig runs off. And Mr. Raj is being extra cool. This is the second time Mr. Raj has ever, like, handled something well. Um, And he's like, just let him go be by himself. I'll find him later. But, like, he chasing him down is not going to, like, fix anything. But Terry is to the goddamn rescue because she is the best. Um, So she finds him. And she's like, hey, you know, I know that, like, you're going through this. And he was like, yeah. and she's like, did I ever tell you about how I found out like my mom died? And he was like, no. And she's like, I was I was at a birthday party as a kid and my dad came to get me to tell me like while I was at this birthday party. And she's like, and do you know how I felt? And he was like sad. And she was like, no, I was like mad because I couldn't play pin the tail on the donkey. And then Craig <laughs> says my favorite line the whole episode. And he goes. That's a fun game. <laughs> and I was like, oh, baby Craig. Um, and he's like, well, that's a fun game when you're a kid. And she's like, she's like, well, it's just that it didn't hit me. Like, I didn't know what was happening, really. It's, it's going to take you some time for it to hit you. And then he's like, when I, like, when he was alive, I hated him and I didn't want to see him. And now that he's dead, like, like, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, why is this happening? And Terry is like, because you love him. And he, like, starts crying again. And she's just there for him. And she's exactly, like, what he needs right now. She's not pushing. She's been there. She's just like, you got to feel all the feels. You're going to grieve in your own way. You're going to, like, come. You're going to hit all the stages, in, like, in your own time. And it's going to be okay. And then Mr. Radich looks over and sees that she's, like, consoling him and walks away. Um, and then, you know, uh, Paige and Jimmy and Spinner and Hazel are all, like, sitting on the side of the stage. And Paige is like, man, like, how shallow, like, like, can you say shallow? Like, Craig is going through all this and we're, like, upset about, like, losing Lou, our king and queen. And she's and Hazel just goes shallow. Um <laughs> And then Ellie walks over with the camera and she's like, hey, losers. And like she takes their picture for the yearbook or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm just so glad they're friends again. <laughs> it's such a nice little moment. And then Craig comes back into the gym. And he's like asking Ashley if she wants to dance. And they start dancing. And then he's like, ask me how I'm doing. And she's like, how are you doing? He's like, better. And then it ends. And that's how it goes. It's a very sweet ending. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, who? 
I mean, I think the Spirit Squad captain is pretty clear. I'm going to go with Terry, obviously. Yeah, for sure. She, like, for, like, what I just said literally, like, 10 seconds ago, she's she's exactly what Craig needed in that moment. And she's, like, the only one who's, like, understands what he's going through and understands, like, how to handle him, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely Terry. Um, I guess my ship of the episode is Ashley and Craig. I mean, I don't love them together. This is actually when I start to not like them together. Like, I liked them when they were flirting, and as soon as they start to actually date, I'm like, nah. Um, But, I mean, I guess they're my ship because there aren't a ton of other options. Or actually, no, I'm going to do Toby and Kendra or JT and Liberty. I don't know. I'm going JT and Liberty. Final answer. I'm going to go with uh, Paige and Spinner just because they're, like, they're kind of cute together in this episode. And Paige, like, already has Spinner Spinner just, like, under her thumb. She's like, we're getting tans. We're going to be Luau King Queen. You're going to do what I say. And he's already like, okay. And, like, they're still, like, kind of, like, they're still in their beginning, like, innocent stages of their relationship where I'm still kind of on board for it. I would agree with that. I mean, I think I'm just going with JT and Liberty because they seem maybe the least problematic. I don't know. <laughs> they make me the least nauseous out of everyone. Um, I mean, they still make me nauseous, but I think out of everyone here, they make me the least nauseous. And while I love Sp- uh, Paige, like, having Spinner under her thumb, I'm also just like, eh, it makes me, like, uncomfortable. And I feel like... Like, by the time they get to the dance, like, JT and Liberty are, like, sharing drinks, and they're, like, having a good time, and their shirts match colors. It's kind of cute. So just, like, for that one brief scene alone, I'm going to go JT and Liberty. Um, what would you say the moral is? Um, everyone grieves in different ways and on their in their own time and on their own pace, I guess. Like, grief is tricky. Like, no one – there's no one right way to, to grieve. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. There's no right way to grieve. Also, you know, just be supportive of your friends when they're going through a time. Um, don't like insert yourself into their situation, but be supportive of your friends. Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> but be supportive of your friends. Um so we have some grapevine stuff for you guys. So many things. Uh Kelsey's gonna pull up some tweets that we have received. And we love getting that stuff from you guys. So if you ever have any questions or comments or what have you, tweet at us at DegrassiPod on Twitter. So first we have a tweet from Trisha Biswas at TB Trisha T-E-E. Um, and she says, there's an episode of Degrassi Unscripted where Drake gives a tour of his house. Apparently his mom was renting the first floor. Trisha, we love that you're Australian and you say mom. Um... Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember Degrassi Unscripted. I remember mostly the Manny one for some reason. Like, it's, like, frozen into my brain. I don't really remember the Aubrey Graham one that much. But I love that his mother was renting the first floor of his house. I, the Aubrey Graham one was, like, one of the only ones that I remember. I think I kind of remember the, um, the Ashley one, I'm blanking on what her real name is at the moment. Melissa McIntyre. I remember hers, too. Um, and I remember, I think I remember in Aubrey Graham's, 
he was like, there was a scene where he was like recording something in a studio and he might've even been like, my rap name is Drake. It was something, I feel like that happened. Cause I remember when he became big, like as Drake, I wasn't super surprised. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that one episode of Degrassi Unscripted where he was like, do, like making music. I'm like, oh, that finally panned out. Good for him. And then we also have um, a few tweets from Rachel Seth. She says, isn't it weird that it seems Quan only teaches Shakespeare? Wouldn't that be one unit in English lit? Not every year, all year. And then she tweets again like three minutes later. And she's like, further along in season two, yet more Shakespeare. I worry these poor kids aren't getting a well-rounded enough English lit education, which is a super fair point, And I agree. Yeah, we... I don't think we ever see Quan teach something that's not Shakespeare. Am I right on that? Lord of the Flies, like a hundred times over. <laughs> but it's kind of just those two things. Forgot about Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies was first, and then it was just like all Shakespeare. And then like another episode, there was like that one time when Sp- Spinner got the boner when they were doing like improv for no reason, which was totally weird. But yeah. They're, they're at least getting through all of the bard stuff. I don't know what else they're learning about. And then we also have a tweet from a new follower, uh, Malomatic, at M-A-L-O-M-A-T-I-C. Um, and it's just Degrassi recaps with Buffy and Friends references and recommendations of brand new equals my new fave podcast at Degrassi pod, hashtag whatever it takes. I, I don't want to be like... I'm here to toot my own horn, but you guys, it makes us so happy when you say that you like us. Plus, you clearly have awesome taste because Buffy and Friends and Brand New and basically any like pop punk circle like 2004 are all my favorite things in the world. I also, I know we're not at the like recommending part, but if you're listening in particular, um, Tiny Fences is a really fun Buffy podcast that you might like. Thank you, Malomatic. Um, and now we're going to read a YouTube comment from the episode. There weren't a whole lot of super funny ones, but we found one that was kind of interesting. It is from Savage King, seven months ago. And they say, where's Manny the side wheel this whole episode? Which, lol, and same. I, she was like barely, I don't even think she was in this one. I don't think she was at all. And neither was Emma. Um she was at the funeral, so we saw her, like, sitting next to Sean at the funeral, but that was about it. Okay, so brief glimpse of Emma, but no Manny, which, all right. So she was just, and she's not a side piece yet, um, but she will be. Oh, she will. <laughs> oh, Manny. Um, plugs. If you want to tweet at us like those cool people and get featured in the grapevine section, um, you can tweet at us at Degrassi Pod on Twitter. Another great way to be featured in the grapevine section is to email us at whatever it takes podcast dot at gmail.com. If you want to send us like a longer message, um, we can hastily read it like I did in the last episode. And we love getting emails. It's always very exciting. Um, we're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. And SoundCloud and iTunes, you probably found us one of those ways. And if you're on iTunes, you might as well rate and review us. That would be super cool. And if you leave a review, as we've established, we will ship you with somebody. Um, 
I think that's a pretty exciting incentive. So leave us a review, please. We would love to hear from you. And we realized today, if you are in a country that is not America and you have left a review, tweet us a picture of the review page because we can't see reviews from other countries. So it would be awesome to see that stuff too and to ship you international listeners. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hollandtacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. Um, and as far as plugging a thing um, that isn't one of our things and isn't Degrassi, um, I am going to plug The Clasp by Sloane Crosley. I'm reading it right now. It's amazing. It's so good. Um, it's I'm only like halfway through. And the fir- like the first half of the book or like third of the book is like these people that went to college together and they're at this like wedding and the characters are just like really really wonderful and then it turns into this like search for like a necklace and it's like they go like to France and there's Nazis involved it's a whole thing but it's great I'm gonna plug one that doesn't post a whole lot but when it does it's always great um and by one, I mean an Instagram account <laughs> that is animal related, but also Zac Efron related. It's called Zac Cats, Z-A-C-C-A-T-S. And it's basically someone just photoshops a bunch of cats into a picture of Zac Efron. And it's great. And you see a hot man and some adorable cats in one photo. And it makes me happy whenever they post. So follow them. They're pretty great. That sounds awesome. Um, I love cats. I love Zac Efron. He's a beautiful human man. Um, all right, you guys, that's it for us. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.